Are you ready? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Around the CFL Podcast. Anthony here with you in our first episode in the month of August. Summer is almost over, which means the Labor Day Classics will be fast approaching. We've got a lot to get to, but first, let's hit the news. The Edmonton Elks have promoted Jarius Jackson to the role of offensive coordinator and moved Stephen McAdoo to an advisory role primarily on the defense. Edmonton was shut out for a second time this season on Saturday night in a 27-0 loss to the BC Lions. The team has scored only 105 points through 8 games a season for an average of only 13.1 per game and ranks last in the number of offensive categories. Chris Jones said that he's been contemplating making a coaching change for quite some time and the club's bye week was the best time for the team to do so. He has also indicated that the coaching change was his decision and came three weeks after he and McAdoo had a frank discussion about the team's struggling offense. McAdoo was hired as Edmonton's offensive coordinator in 2022 after a two-year stint as the offensive line coach for the Toronto Argonauts. He and Chris Jones have worked together numerous times throughout their careers, including stints in Montreal, Toronto, Edmonton, and Saskatchewan. But that wasn't it for the Edmonton Elks, as they will have a new starting quarterback when they return from their bye week, although it remains unclear which passer in that quarterback carousel will be at the helm. The quarterback swap came after the Jackson promotion, which leaves now Taylor Cornelius who knows where. Cornelius has started seven games for the Elks this season, completing 58.4% of his passes for 1,250 yards, four touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Doug has replaced him as a starter in week four, but had a poor outing in his first career start, throwing 223 yards, one touchdown, and three interceptions in that loss to the Red Blacks. Now comes Trey Ford. Ford has yet to see the field this season and was recently challenged by Jones to play better in practice. The six foot one, one eighty five pound passer was a first round pick in the twenty twenty two CFL draft out of the University of Waterloo and made his first career start in week four last season. He threw for 159 yards, one touchdown, and one interception in a win over the Hamilton Tiger Cats before suffering a shoulder injury early in that game. There has been a lot of speculation that Chris Jones doesn't like Canadian quarterbacks, so it'll be good to finally see Trey Ford get some more opportunity. Veteran quarterback Dane Evans will make his second consecutive start for the BC Lions when the club visits the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Thursday. Vernon Adams Jr. missed the past week's game due to a knee injury he suffered against the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The injury will reportedly not hold him out long term, though this will mark the second straight game for which he's been unable to start. Evans completed 25 of 32 passes for 330 yards and two touchdowns in the team's 27-0 victory over the Elks this past week. It was his first regular season start since being acquired by the Lions via trade this past offseason. The 29-year-old played 63 games over five seasons with the Hamilton Tiger Cats, throwing for 8,807 yards, 45 touchdowns, and 34 interceptions. He has also carried the ball 125 times for 511 yards and 10 touchdowns as well. 
In a very interesting turn of events, American linebacker Darnell Sankey has been granted his release from the XFL and is looking to return north of the border. The first to report was our friend TSN's Farhan Lalji. Per Lalji, Sankey was already received two contract offers from CFL teams. He won't sign a deal until the midway point of the NFL preseason later this month in case a team down south decides to bring him in for training camp. If an NFL deal doesn't materialize, he is planning to make a return to the CFL. The 28-year-old set a new franchise record with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 2022 when he recorded 120 defensive tackles. He also made two special teams tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, and one interception. He turned down a contract extension with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this past offseason before signing a deal with the XFL. The 6'1", 245-pound defender played his first CFL season with the Calgary Stampeders in 2021 and made 98 total tackles, one sack, and one forced fumble. He was named a West Division All-Star. Sankey played for the Arlington Renegades this past season, recording 47 total tackles and one sack. He helped the team finish second in the South Division with a 4-6 record before going on und- before going on an undefeated postseason run, sorry, culminating in a 35-26 win over the DC Defenders to win the XFL Championship game. Hamilton Tiger Cats quarterback Bo Levi Mitchell underwent surgery on lower leg fracture, suffered in late Friday victory over the Ottawa Red Blacks. The expectation is he could return after another stint on the six-game injured list. Mitchell suffered the injury in the closing play of Friday's 16-12 win. Backed up against his goal line, the signal caller rushed forward while in victory formation and came up favoring his ankle. Teammates carried the signal caller off the field. The the Tide Cats expected Mitchell to take a knee to end the game. Friday's contest was Mitchell's first game since being placed on the six-game injured list in June. He threw five interceptions in the win, but also tossed two touchdowns. The wide receiver group in Ottawa is about to get another boost of talent. The Red Blacks have activated wide receiver Braylon Addison from the six-game injured list the team announced on Tuesday. Addison signed with Ottawa in May after being released by the Hampton Tiger Cats and was moved to the six-game injured list just before the start of training camp. The 29-year-old receiver is coming off of an injury-shortened season in 2022 where he appeared in eight games registering 43 catches for 433 yards. Through 31 career CFL games from 2018 to 2022, all with the Tie Cats, Addison has hauled in 143 passes for 2,013 yards, 837 yards after the catch, and 8 touchdowns. He was named a CFL All-Star in 2019, posting career highs in all categories, highlighted by 1,236 receiving yards. Addison helped the Tie Cats reach the Great Cup in 2019 and 2021. And finally in the news, Winnipeg Blue Bombers receiver Kenny Lawler has set an ultra-high personal goal despite missing the first six games of the year as he aims to reach 2,000 yards this season. The native of Pomona, California, made seven catches for 93 yards in his season debut before Winnipeg's bye week, helping the Bombers defeat Edmonton by a score of 28-14. He would have to average about 173 yards per game over the rest of the season to reach the 2,000-yard mark, which has only been accomplished three times in the CFL history. Alan Pitts, Terry Greer, Daryl Mitchell are the only players in the CFL history to eclipse the 2,000-yard receiving mark in a single season. 
the Blue Bombers' single-season record is held by Milt Stiegel, who recorded 1,862 receiving yards in 1998, which remains good for fifth all-time league-wide. First and ten, Hamilton somehow go with a bubble screen. Ty Loxley's got some running room right down the middle of the field. Crosses the 50, cuts back against traffic. He beats Carrion Brooks. Can he get a block to the end zone? Yes! The third string quarterback on the final play of the third quarter goes for six. In Week 8's opening matchup on Friday, we saw the Hamilton Tiger Cats travel to Ottawa to take on the Red Blacks. And it was the Hamilton Tiger Cats beating Ottawa 16-12, and unfortunately there was no crumback this time. Bo Levi Mitchell's return from the six-game injured list also saw him go back on the six-game injured list as he went 23 for 40, 353 yards, two touchdowns, and five interceptions. James Butler on the ground was quiet with six carries for only 12 yards, but the big one was Kyle Oxley, the third-string quarterback, went two receptions for 91 yards, including that big 75-yard pass and run from Mitchell at the end of the third quarter for the touchdown. On the other side of the ball, Dustin Crum went 13 for 21, 148 yards with an interception, but he also had 13 carries for 82 yards himself on the ground. Justin Hardy was the big target, 5 catches for 55 yards, but it was very quiet for Ottawa's offense, so hopefully Braylon Addison's return next week will boost up that offense and have Crum back on the winning side again. Welcome to beautiful Nova Scotia. What a treat it is to be back for another touchdown Atlantic between Saskatchewan and Toronto. Second straight meeting in the Maritimes. Missed opportunities and there's one for the Argos. This will go for a touchdown. 57 yards to Sean Amos has a pick six. Touchdown Atlantic returned once again on Saturday, and it saw the Saskatchewan Rough Riders take on the undefeated Toronto Argonauts in beautiful Halifax, Nova Scotia. It was the Toronto Argonauts taking this one 31-13 over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and keeping the Argonauts again undefeated. Mason Fine went 27 for 39 with 302 yards, two interceptions, including that big 57-yard pick six. Jamal Morrow had 10 carries for only 43 yards. Sean Bain Jr. continues to tear it up after joining the Rough Riders from the Calgary Stampeders. 10 receptions, 144 yards. Tevin Jones had 9 catches for 133 yards. And Samuel Emelis had 5 catches for 91 yards. There was a ton of offense, but again, it was only with a couple of key receivers. On the other side, though, Chad Kelly went 13 for 21, 122 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Andrew Harris had seven carries for 41 yards, but the big story there is he broke across the fifth all-time mark for running backs. Cam Phillips was the big receiver for Toronto, four, or four receptions sorry, for 38 yards only. There was not a lot of offense here for Toronto. They were able to pull it off, but it wasn't a pretty win by any means. Eighth play of the drive is a second and six. Evans over the top, Mizell, end zone, got it, touchdown! First of his Canadian Football League careers, a 23-yard strike for Taekwon Mizell. 
Speaking of unpretty, the second game on Saturday saw the BC Lions travel out to Edmonton to take on the Elks. And the Elks had that really bad record pending. Had They've already lost 20 games at home, waiting to break their record for the longest home losing streak in North American history. And they did just that. The BC Lions pounded the Edmonton Elks 27 to nothing. Now, not to take anything away from the Edmonton offense, but one of the big storylines I think here is BC's defense. Not a lot of love gets given to the defense, so right now I'm given that love. The Lions defense is absolutely incredible. Dane Evans went 25 for 32 with 330 yards and two touchdowns. Taquan Mizell had 22 carries for 117 yards and just pounded the ball down Edmonton's defensive throats. Alexander Hollins had five catches for 94 yards as well. On the other side of the ball, Taylor Cornelius went 16 for 30, 187 yards only, and two interceptions. He also ran the ball five times for only 22 yards. Dylan Mitchell was really the only threat that Edmonton could put together, and he had three catches for 64 yards. At the end of the day, it was the second time this season that Edmonton had been shut out by the BC Lions. At home especially, pressure on, pumps, pumps, goes to the outside, it was late, it's picked off, it's Ento, house call, yes, touchdown Alouettes! In the last game of the week this week, the Calgary Stampeders traveled out to Montreal to take on the Alouettes, and Calgary Stampeders, their troubles continued as they dropped another one, 25-18 to the host Alouettes. Jake Mayer went 24 for 44, 256 yards, two interceptions, including Cabian Ento's big pick six. Levante Bellamy entered the game because of all the running back injuries right now in Calgary. He had three carries for 18 yards. Reggie Bagleton was a big threat, eight receptions for 102 yards. And Trey Odom's Dukes continues to shine for Calgary, eight receptions for 87 yards. On the other side, Cody Fajardo went 16 for 29, 158 yards and one interception. William Stanback had a very strong game on the ground, 15 carries, 86 yards. And Kayon Julian Grant had five catches for 71 yards. Unfortunately, Calgary is still struggling and it's not going to get any better as this week they're hosting the undefeated Argos. July 21st to 29th saw this year's Women's U18 National Tournament take place in Ottawa, and it definitely did not disappoint. We want to send out a big congratulations to this year's Harlow Division Champions, Team Alberta, going back-to-back once again. Silver medal went to Team Quebec, who entered the tournament for the first time, while Team Ontario Red took home the bronze. While in the Cummings division, it was Team Ontario Black that took home the championship this year. Second place, the silver medalist, was Team Manitoba, while third place, again, went to Team New Brunswick. New Brunswick had the bronze medal last year, and they took home the bronze again this year. Congratulations not only to all the big winners, but to all the teams that participated, but mostly congratulations to the Indigenous team this year, who came out and played really strong, and we can't wait to see them back again next year. Congratulations, everybody. Congratulations also to Football Canada for putting this amazing tournament on. Wrapping up week 8 is the Pick'em Stats, presented by Old Dutch. Currently right now, I am 21 wins and 10 losses going into week 9. 
Everybody, please send me your stats right now where you're sitting at. I'd love to hear where everyone's at for the season this year. Either DM us, email us, send us a smoke signal, whatever way you want to contact us. Let us know, and I'd love to hear what's going on in yours. That pretty much wraps up week eight. We'll be right back, and we're going to look ahead to week nine. This week kicks off on Thursday, August 3rd, with the BC Lions traveling to IG Field to take on the Bombers again. For me, this one, I believe, is still going to be the BC Lions coming out on top. Last game, we saw Vernon Adams Jr. This week, we're going to see Dane Evans, but I still think that the result will be the same. The score may be a little bit closer, but the BC Lions will be coming out on top again. On Friday, August 4th, the Toronto Argonauts travel to McMahon Stadium to take on the Calgary Stampeders. And with everything that's going on in Calgary, with the struggles that they're having, they're only going to continue this week. I have Toronto taking down the Calgary Stampeders. On Saturday, the Montreal Alouettes hand out to Hamilton to take on the Tiger Cats. Now with Bo Levi-Mitchell down on a six-game again, and Matthew Schiltz is still down, we're going to see Powell probably taking the snaps this week. It'll be the Alouettes taking down the Ticats. And finally on Sunday, the Ottawa Red Blacks travel out to Mosaic and taking on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I am really loving Dustin Crum right now. Mason Fine is still playing decent, but I have the Ottawa Red Blacks taking this one on Sunday to cap off Week 9. Before I go this week, I want to send out a big shout out to another really awesome podcast. A lot of CFL teams around the league have their own podcasts, whether it's fan run or the team run, but this one I find to be absolutely amazing. It is the first and now podcast. It's the BC Lions that operate this one, and it's done by two really great guys, Matt Baker and Nick Kowalski. I listen to this quite a bit because I find both of them to be really well informed. I think they've got a lot of really good views and they look at the league as a whole, not always just looking at their own team. But it's great to also get the inside scoop and also see what's happening on the inside of the BC Lions because they operate at a whole other level right now. Great job, Matt and Nick. I really love listening to it and I can't wait to listen to the next episode that comes out. That is it for us this week. You can find us on all major platforms. You can find us on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, iHeart, Pandora, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. If you're enjoying the show, please go ahead and leave us that five-star review. Also, make sure you go and follow us on Instagram, Threads, and now X, formerly known as Twitter. And you can find us there on Around the CFL. Please come again next week. We're going to have a lot more for you. And until then, we'll see you later.